Okay, so it's a straight shot on Sunset. You're going to want to go past La Brea, past Schwab's, past Crescent Heights. If you get to Dead Man's Curve, you've gone too far, you're probably dead. This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week, we're taking you all the way back to the early 1960s uh, with a fun little summer tune, uh, even though it was released in December, but we'll worry about that later. Um, but it's, uh, we got a little surf Yeah, but it takes music. place in LA, so it's, it's always summer. That's right. And we got a little, we got a little surf, surf sound of music here. Mm-hmm. It's Dead Man's Curve by Dan, nope, by Jan and Dean. Uh, <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do it. And, and then here I we did. are. And I'm going to keep doing it. not do that. And I'm not going to lie okay. to you, Dan. I was, just th- yeah. I was just waiting for you to do it. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, uh, never mind. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So great song, Michael. Yes. Tell us the story of this story song. So uh, our narrator is out uh, for a drive late one night. And while he's at a red light, uh, another car pulls up alongside him and challenges him to a drag race, which is mm-hmm. apparently something that people did yeah. at some point. Um, the narrator was like, yeah, sure. Let's have a drag race because this is something that people do. So he accepts the challenge and he suggests that they race to Dead Man's Curve. Mm-hmm. <gasps> they do. And the second driver or the first driver, the driver who challenged our narrator, uh, crashes. Mm-hmm. And he does not come back from Dead Man's Curve. Mm. Oh, my God. So yep. uh, a, te- a teen tra- a teen tragedy, our bread and butter. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, well, we go back to a lot. But um, yeah, Dead Man's Curve, aptly named. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, uh, plus one for Los Angeles City Planners. Good job on naming, <laughs> on naming the curve, because a lot of dead yep. men uh, fall off the curve, I guess. There was, yeah, you think it, when they it, were putting up that street sign, they were like, this is, this is probably yeah. not the best idea. Why <laughs> would you put Dead Man's Curve at the end of Drag Race Highway? Right. <laughs> not right. a I great mean, idea. Again, th- it's, th- listen- they were they were fun city planners. Mm-hmm. They weren't smart city planners. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Also, the problem was the street sign was at the was at the end. It was like yeah. a surprise. Like after your friend had died, <laughs> you you are now <laughs> leaving drove, Dead Man's yeah, Curve. It said you were on Dead Man's Curve. They're like, oh, that's why. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. The mayor's like, what do you want me to do? All right, I'll move the sign. No, maybe change the regulations right. and the laws. No, that's not what I do. I move mm-hmm. signs. How about and I put up signs? I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm just gonna throw it out there. We're just spitballing here. So like, don't I? Let's not let's not get in our head about it. Uh, guardrails. How, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe something. <laughs> to stop no. the cars from going over. Okay, I'll give I'll give you this. No guardrails, but I'll put up four other signs where a guardrail would be nope. that all say dead man's curve. <laughs> okay. How about this? No guardrails. This is place guardrail here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh I all right, I'm going to throw this out there. No guardrails. What about an oil slick? How, what if we put that on? I was <laughs> Said you run, buddy. Mom, Nils running fine. 
you know, sometimes, Rachel, you have been surprised at the the amount of, uh, the music stuff that I know, and I sort of pull these facts out of yep. out of my uh, out of my you know where. And um, it, here's one thing I don't know anything about, and it's impossible for me to keep the information in my brain. Even when I learn it, it immediately falls out. Uh, mostly because I have zero interest in this fact or, or mm-hmm. in this in this uh, area of study, and that's cars. I right. couldn't. I don't care about cars, and I literally cannot remember like things about cars even after I've learned them. Um, and this is occasionally a problem where, like, I'll you know, I, I don't know, like drop off my car at the mechanic, and they're like, "Hey, what's the model?" And I'm like, "I, I have no idea. I, I literally blue. Like, I should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes vroom vroom. I don't know. And by the way, <laughs> I've dropped off my car to this exact mechanic ten times, and ten times I had to run out and look in the owner's <laughs> manual to find out what the kind of car it is. Yeah, some people are like, oh, yeah, that was a Pontiac whatever. And I'm like, how do you know that? How do you know? There's so many different models of cars and years and all yeah. this stuff, and somehow people just know it like you're – like this some. That's something you're just supposed to know, and I don't understand it. So I'm Look, only saying I can tell that... you everything you want to know about the stereo system, but mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah. No, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you all the CDs in my 50 CD changer, but I don't know what kind of car it is. Um, so I'm only saying that because there's a lot of car talk here at the top, and right. I don't know what any of this means, but we can, we can discuss. So he says, our narrator says, I was cruising in my Stingray late one night when an XKE pulled up on the right. And uh, just give you a little behind the scenes uh, mm-hmm. on how we do the podcast. Michael has uh, created a document here that has all the lyrics for me, which is great. Because uh, I listened to the song three times before I looked at the document. No clue what he was saying. A, <laughs> when a something pulled up on the right. And I was like, what? A what pulled up on the right? I mean, I, I kind of, I knew it was a car just from context. Right. No clue. XKE apparently is some kind of a Jaguar car it's the model yes yeah, yeah, it's the jaguar okay. model <laughs> it All sounds right. so cool when you call it a jaguar car yeah 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 <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the good folks at jaguar are gonna love that yeah yeah, yeah. uh first of all we'd like to welcome our sponsor uh jaguar <laughs> is this uh, a luxury jaguar car <laughs> second of all uh i i i love the jaguar vroom vrooms um and I, <laughs> I always have and i'm telling that to our audience um so cruising to my stingray Late one night when an XKE pulled up on the right, he rolled down the window in his shiny new Jag and challenged There you go. There's, there's, there's the context clues. Well, again, the Jag part, I was like, okay, I, I've, I've, <laughs> uh, again, I was, I, I was, I got the gist. Um, I've heard that before. Roll down the window of my shiny new Jag, no power windows, by the way, I mean, come on, <laughs> uh, and challenged me then and there to a drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and he means a drag race. Um, they're not, yeah. they're not, yeah. they're not having a drag show. Uh, that would be awesome. (laughs) What if the next line was about him, like you know, getting makeup on and uh, practicing a song? That would be fantastic. But they vogue down the highway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, "You better work." (laughs) Um, but no. So he challenged him to a drag race. Now, um, Michael, as you alluded to, this is a thing that apparently happens uh to people. Uh, it has never happened to me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, the fifties and sixties, I think, were all about like sock hops and drag races, and that was yes. pretty much it. Right. I mean, it is. Yeah. There's there's a lot of drag racing. I guess there's nothing else to do. I mean, we've ta- we've spoken about it before. Uh, we spoke about it a couple of episodes ago, where um 
people just had cars left and right, mm-hmm. willy nilly. So yeah, you yeah. could just, you know, find two cars and and drive around in them. Yeah. And drop them off. I mean, well, it's, that's what's sort of you know, interesting about this. Um, like so, Dan, you said the XKE is a Jaguar. Mm-hmm. The Stingray is a Corvette. Yeah. I fancy. I mean, I assume these are teenagers. Like I, even in the 1950s, like like a businessman in his in his 60s is not going to be like, let's go drag racing. Right. So right. like, I'm sure they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Where do they get this money? Where they're just a bunch of rich how do kids? they have Corvettes and Jaguars? Just a bunch of rich kids driving around, they're chasing of, each other down the down the uh, freeway. They're a bunch of rich kids. Yeah. Who are no regard for anyone else. Right. Who cares if someone gets killed? In right. This dangerous activity. We're untouchable. Um, you know, no consequences I, for us. But I, I, my question is, Michael, and if you can give me just a, just a tiny little bit uh, of information from, from the sure. next segment. Uh, was, this, was this Jan and Dean? Was this like their first hit or were they already, were they already like on the scene? The reason why I'm asking is I'm wondering if they like, they had stingrays. You know, they were oh. they were successful musicians. Maybe they, maybe this just this was a something that was born out of, you know, uh their lifestyle. They were driving around and they were and other people, other rich people were pulling up cuz remember this is Los Angeles. So you have a lot of like rich celebrities, you know. That's who, true. Who there, driving around. You know what? There are a couple of interesting points about that. Okay. Good. Um keep it a mystery. <laughs> I'm not so, going to tell them to you. No, I know. They <laughs> lost they 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 really lost touch with the common man. Right. They, yep. You're like, can't totally. you say cruising in my Ford and, uh, you <laughs> right. know, they were like, and, Look. A Chevy, and a Chevy Tahoe pulled up to the right? Like, come right. on. Right. Now, everyone owns a Stingray, but this guy has a Jaguar, <laughs> right? He's slightly <laughs> rich. Now, you got everyone, every kid in America knows what it's like to drive a Stingray down the Brea. But could you and imagine if a Jaguar <laughs> pulled up next to you? A, let me check, an XKE, which again, everyone knows what that means and what that, what that model <laughs> is and can picture the car in their mind. Um, so, all right. So they challenged me to a drag. And then of course he says, uh, no, that would be, that's dangerous. Uh, I could kill myself. Yeah. I could kill myself. I could kill someone. Uh, I could, I yep. could And the chorus goes, I drove safely past dead man's curve. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, <laughs> right. and then he says, I made a right at the next light and, uh, just <laughs> talks about the rest of his night. Uh, he goes, that's right. he goes, you've arrived shack. at your destination. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, no, he says, all right, we're going to do a drag race. So he says, all right, you're on buddy. Hey buddy, you're on <laughs> my mills running fine. I don't, what's a mill? Not a clue. Um, Engine? It's like, he's like a, he's got a farm. It's yeah. A farm. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, he's like, listen, I'm going to bet you my milling company. Okay, so <laughs> right. we, <laughs> we grind up corn. Is that what a mill does? I don't even know. Yeah, this this has, yeah, yeah. this has nothing to do with anything, but I own a windmill mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. doing just great. No, this, I know people don't realize this. The, the Stingray ran on wind power. There was that's a right. giant windmill on top of the it car did. that spun, and that's what that's what allowed the car to go. Yeah, yeah. Or so he's, he's got saying, one of those, or he's got one of those new fancy car mills right. where you plug it into the light the lighter <laughs> socket, and then it just it just mills corn and mill it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the cool kids had it in the sixties. <laughs> Grinds up that corn. That's right. By the time you get home, you've got flour, baby. <laughs> We're gonna do some bacon. Um. The mill's a corn mill from Kaniki is like a Hallmark card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's come off the line now at Sunset and Vine. 
This is our first local reference. Um, yes, yeah. And, yeah, people in L.A., by the way, love love constantly talking about, oh, it's it's south of Vine or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what any of that means. Having said that, <laughs> you guys... You guys both live in a city. I once lived in the same city. Um, mm-hmm. That is equally as guilty of that. It's just yeah. that you're talking about Austin, Texas, right? Right, right. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Live. We all lived in Austin <laughs> together. Uh, yeah, no. We, of course, talking about New York, and you know, the only reason I don't feel it is because I know what people are talking about when they're like, "Oh, we were in a bar in Alphabet City." Um, right. I know what they're referring to. No one else knows what anyone's talking about, but everyone just nods because they don't want to look stupid. Um, <laughs> so let's race all the way to. Oh no, I'm sorry. So uh, let's go. I'm off the line at Sunset and Vine, and I'll throw you one better if you've got the nerve. Let's race all the way to Dead Man's Curve. Um, So he doesn't just accept the challenge. He Mm -hmm. escalates. Why did he do that? Why did Jan and or Dean do that? (laughs) Like they could have just drag raced to the end of the block. Mm -hmm. That would have been fine. You show how your mill's running. He shows off (laughs) how his jag is zooming and everybody goes home happy. But you got to one up it, Jan and or Dean. Come on. Come on. That's nobody's getting home at a reasonable hour at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Uh, Come on! I mean, yeah, because that's twenty minutes away. So if it's already right. late at night, and we now even if you survive, you got to come all the way back from Dead Man's Curve. You're not getting but, home before you, midnight at this point. There's no way that either of them were going to Dead Man's Curve. You, you only go to Dead Man's Curve to race. You don't go there to pick up groceries, right? And or to, like I said, it's already late at you night. You haven't been to the Trader Joe's at Dead Man's Curve? <gasps> oh, it's they so opened one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, that's yeah. Really I mean, good. the parking lot. Like all Trader Joe's is atrocious. Um, you yeah. can't find a spot. Uh, it's hard to get in and out, and also one out of every five cars falls off the curve. Um, right. And so it's bad. <laughs> is my point. Um, but the prices, but the prices are so good oh, for what you're getting. Oh, and you just you know it's you know you know it's fresh. It's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's great, and it's you fun. actually have to drag race to get a parking spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah. that's any that's any Trader Joe's. And you can yeah. you can stand again. You can stand in the parking lot and just hear people falling off the curve, going, "And there's no preservative." <laughs> um. So, and uh, okay, quick poll: Who's driving, Jan or Dean? Mm. Mm, who seems more reckless? I'm gonna say Dean. Dean just feels like Dean a does guy. sound yeah, yeah right? seem more reckless. Yeah. I agree. That might just be because I'm a big Supernatural fan, and Dean Winchester <laughs> would be the one driving the Stingray. Mm-hmm. But, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I have no response to that. Um, so <laughs> I can't contribute to this. This also feels like now. This feels like a thing where like the Jag guy, right, was like, um, "Hey, let's let's race, right?" And we're just going to do a little drag race off right. Sunset and Vine. Then Dean has to escalate. He right. said Dead Man's Curve. And now the Jag guy, he can't back down. He doesn't want to go to Dead Man's no. Curve. Not only is it super dangerous, but again, it's super far away. He's going to miss the start of Johnny Carson. So he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> but he rolls, he rolls back up his window and he goes, Dead Man's Curve, this is a shiny new Jag. Yeah. I don't want to get a scratch on this thing. This is an XKE. Uh, come on. Come on. But, but he can't say no now. Now he can't say no. He challenged him. No. He got challenged right back. So now he's stuck. Um, so they tell us Dead Man's Curve, it's no place to play. Mm-hmm. Dead Man's Curve, you best stay away. Dead Man's Curve, I can hear them say, 
won't come back from Dead Man's Curve. And Mm -hmm. I can hear them. I guess that's like some ghostly apparition of the many people who have died. (laughs) I can hear them say, The ancestors. From Dead Man's Curve. Or just everybody. Like, everybody knows that that's not a good place to go or to race to. It's... You don't play there. You keep away from there. Mm-hmm. You won't come back from there. These are not good things, yeah. Dean. Yeah. These yeah, aren't yeah. good things. Or Jagman. Or maybe those are just the chorus. Maybe that's just the street signs. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's like like when you go to south of the border, and they all have different <laughs> they all have different sayings on the on the billboards as they go. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those are the, as you're passing. It's like yep. you know, five miles away, dead man's curve. It's no place to play. Three miles away, dead man's curve. Uh, you best keep away. And then at the the last one, it's just people literally yelling at you. You won't come right. back from Demisk. All right. Well, they went right past because right. they're driving very fast cars. We guys, we have to accept the fact we barely got the sentence out before they were <laughs> long gone. <laughs> um, this is this is a bad policy. Tell someone tell the mayor this policy again is not working. Um, I also want to imagine to which, to which the mayor says no dice. Yeah, we're sticking with it. Look, I am terrible at this. Um. <laughs> I also like to imagine that like every like everyone follows up Dead Man's Curve. So like if you were to go and look over the edge, you would see like like um you know like covered wagons and like <laughs> right you know dinosaurs are down there. Like just pe- this is constantly happening that people are falling off. One last thing, this is a meta thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I had no way of looking it up, so I'm just okay. gonna ask, and you'll fu- you'll understand why why I said that in a second. Is there a term? For this thing, you won't come back. Or the little old lady from Pasadena. Um, or what's the, another one? Uh, two the, girls for, for every boy. The thing where the the music just stops and they just sing a lot. That's li- a Jan like, and Deanism. Right? Are you? Is the word you're looking for song? No, 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 no. <laughs> Michael, come on. There's clearly that's there's like a, a Jan thing. and Dean. It's a Jan and Dean thing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they I also do it's... it in um uh uh like um everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. Like it's a little different, but in that in this kind of a song, there's always that one part. I think it's just the California style. But I don't. I like, think it's just that style. Like I know Michael was 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 uh, was being mean and it hurt. Um, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie about that. But I know I know what he's saying. Where like I don't I don't know what to call that because it is just like right. singing. But there's clearly like there's like a certain feeling that goes with it. You just know when it happens, right? So yeah, no, I that's guess, yeah. I I think it's but but it comes mostly it, it comes mostly from that California like 50s 60s california vibe jen right. and dean and the the beach boys and stuff like that yeah, yeah um i don't think you get it very often in other styles of music no i i don't hear it much in thrash metal the street was deserted late friday night we were bugging each other while we sat out the light we both on the clutch when the light turned green you should have heard the wine from my screaming machine i flew I'm assuming when they say we were bugging each other, they don't just be like, 
they were mildly annoying each other, right? right? That must be some kind of a slang term that is lost to history. I'm um, guessing they were like just revving the engine and stuff. I guess so. But- Michael, you don't have oh, any, maybe uh, you don't have any insight on that, do you? No, but I could make stuff up. Okay, no, no, I was just maybe that that had come up in the research. No, I, I mean, I just assumed that it was your first definition. They were <laughs> mildly annoying each other, <laughs> like like looking at each other through their car windows, being like, "Hey, hey, you, we're gonna race now." Thumbing their noses at each other. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Dean just yeah. ro- Dean just rolls on the window and it's just like sticking his hand. It's like I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not <laughs> touching. Just like Stop. like throwing out like 60s slang at each other. Or, mm-hmm. you right. Know, mm-hmm. I don't know what they say in the 60s. Yeah. So this is so. Let me Hula ask a question. Hoop. I don't know. Why are you hitting <laughs> yourself? Hoop. Why are you hitting yourself? Says Dean to the to the other to the other driver. Uh, um. So this is they're still at the light. They haven't even started yet. This is so I was always confused because in my head they started going at let's race all the way to dead man's curve and then they get to the next light and they stop yeah, yeah. as if they're very you know they're dangerous but they obey all other <laughs> aside from <laughs> aside from speeding they they obey all other traffic laws yeah um, but this is just them continuing to sit at the light we're just getting the feel for it okay right. that's well, fine yeah yeah well, that's I'll the buy thing, that. because the race itself is super fast mm-hmm. right. Like everything, it's all leading up to the race and it's all after the race. Right. The race yeah. is, the race and the crash happen very quickly. Um, sure, sure. But yes, Rachel, you're, I mean, you are correct in that you would assume when he's like, let's race the dead man's curve. The next thing is hap- <laughs> would happen is they would take off and they would be driving. Right. Uh, but no, they're <laughs> still sitting at the light. Again. There's a line and a half about just still sitting at the light. Just- but it's, it's L.A. Those right. lights oh. are so long sometimes. Oh, <laughs> that's me... why you have to. That's why you have to figure out when you when you're going to um, challenge someone to a race, or else you're going to be like, "Let's race, yeah, let's race," and then you're sitting there for like a minute and a half, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you look like a fool. Rachel, I'm glad you brought this up because I have a tight five on the traffic. So, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh so, my god, traffic on Sunset that time of night. I can't. Mm. Uh, mm. Am I right? Right. This guy knows what's up. <laughs> who, who, who here is from insert neighborhood in Los Angeles? Um, <laughs> so uh, we both popped the clutch when the light turned green. You should have heard the whine from my screaming machine. Um, and by the way, he had to reach in the back and turn on his screaming machine. Um, and it's just <laughs> I a, can hear it. It's just I a can machine. hear it in my mind. Yeah, yeah it's just a machine that screams. Um, they were popular in the 60s. It was run by Wind. He was on his way to a Halloween party. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those ghosts you hang up that when somebody goes by, it, the lights, the eyes light up, and he goes, "Woo!" <laughs> uh, uh, he has his uh, Halloween sound effect record. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, some, some Side this- two is just screams. Do you want to hear that? <laughs> so, it, it, so every time someone walks past his, his car, just a mummy goes. <laughs> Yeah. And then goes, I was working in the lab right. late one night. Like 20 seconds of Monster Mash. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Um, so I'll say this. Yeah. No, uh, no power windows and, mm. and a clutch, which means it's not an automatic. I-, I can't even drive this car. No, I know. I mean, come on. I'm I can't. Totally what am I supposed lost. to do with this? Yeah, yeah. But that, that, would clutches are... that would be me. That would be me. Like yeah. the, the lights brought to a green. 
you know, move the clutch, and it's like he takes off, and I, boom, 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 I just, I just sputter out because totally I have no stall idea. Out. I'm just randomly <laughs> hitting the thing. Because like, come on, yeah. do something. Um, yeah, no clue. Why did I? Why did I challenge you? <laughs> I don't even know how to drive this car. <laughs> I stole this. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, I, I flew past La Brea, Schwab's, and Crescent Heights. Um. So obviously they fell right into the tar pits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that's the end of that. Well, you got to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> you'll fall right into those tar pits. By the way, I've also been to the La Brea tar pits. Um, yeah. I'm going to say this. Uh, it's First of all, it should be called the La Brea tar pit because it's uh, just, just one. Uh, and it's like literally right on the highway. Like it's, yeah. it's like the- right there. And it's just like, a, a, you know. A fairly good size, but just a puddle of tar, and that's I liked it. it. Oh, I liked it too. I just no. There's it's a, one of those there's things. Whole... But it's one of those things you hear about for all your life, and then when you get there, you're like, oh, it's literally just a tar pit. Okay, I, get I mean, it. I I did think it was going to be the size of Disney World, right? When I went, I, <laughs> exactly. I, and you go there, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, it's good. It's got like a, it's you know, it's got like a museum and, yeah, and stuff some, like some that. Dinosaur bones. Which it's are good. fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you do get to a point you're like, oh, this is just, this is it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all there is. All right. It's the tar pits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Sh- Schwab's is, sh- Schwab's, is that a, um, uh, the like. Drugstore. To the drugstore? Yeah. That's what they're talking about? Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> See, they should have stopped there. They could have gotten a soda. Mm-hmm. Yep. And gone to a sock hop or something, and everybody would have been fine. Yeah. That's where uh, Lana Turner was discovered. Mm-hmm. At a Schwab's. At Schwab. It, w- it wasn't a chain. Oh, it wasn't? No, it was It was one spot. It's yeah. not like a CVS? No. First of all- <laughs> It's like oh, a famous okay. <laughs> Los Angeles uh, landmark. Right. First of all, I, th- right. I thought you were saying Lana Turner crawled out of the Brea tar pit, but second of all- yep. um, <laughs> No, yeah. she was a tour guide there. Well, that's the other weird thing about L.A. Like, L.A. is massive, and yet somehow everyone knows about, like, one random drugstore or, like, one random hot dog stand. I don't understand One how that's random possible. tar pit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one <laughs> random tar pit. Uh, so that's also well, that, not, that's also not Schwab's, a chain. Tar pits are not Schwab's a chain, Schwab's is sort of like... Right. Schwab's is like Sardi's. Right. Mm. You know, it was, it's like a... It was like a, a movie... Like and ha- actors hang out kind of thing, right? You know, it's like it's just some place where was it more like a soda in... shop? Is that was it a mall? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a drugstore drug in store. like the sure. 40s, 50s sense of a drugstore. Like, sure. right? You just... go, you go to the drugstore and you have lunch. You know, right? Is Crescent Heights just a, an area in LA? I'm gonna guess. Sure, it's, it's higher oh, up. I w- I thought maybe somebody else, somebody knew that because you had the tar pits that is very yeah. specific. Well, though La Brea is, isn't La Brea also a street or is it? I, I don't think they drove into the tar pits <laughs> again. No, <laughs> no, that would be bad. No, I believe La Brea is a street or maybe a neighborhood. Again, sorry, sorry, anyone who knows about we're cars very East or Los Angeles geography, we we're, we're gonna really be disappointing you in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you want us to start naming the uh, rest stops down the Jersey Turnpike, <laughs> you just let us know. Sure. Uh, there's the Howard Stern. Um, we got mm-hmm. so, the Molly Pitcher. Sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, and all the drag. Oh, and all the jag 
could see were my six tail lights. Um, we he passed me. So he's winning. He's winning. Yes, but he passed me at Doni. Is that what you said? Dohini. Like? Dohini. Then I started to swerve, but I pulled her out, and there we were, at Dead Man's Curve. Oh. Uh-oh. Which we were previously oh, no. told, no place to play. Best keep away. I heard them say, <laughs> you don't come back from Dead Man's Curve. Well, the last thing I remember, Doc, I started to swerve, and then I saw the jag slide into the curve. I know I'll never forget that horrible sight. I guess I found out for myself that everyone was right. Won't come back from Dead Man's Curve. Dead Man's Curve. So he says, well, the last thing I remember, Doc, Oh, apparently he's been telling this to a doctor the entire time. Sure. He's um, in a hospital. I think Doc was just a 60s version of, like, dude or something. Um, no, I don't, is, I don't well, think it is, so. I, I think I was you're say, wrong. It is fun to imagine that, you know, it, it cuts and he's, like, in a mental hospital telling the story because he has PTSD from what he's seen. Um, I... No, I listen. You you can laugh all you want. I believe he's saying this to some sort of doctor. All right. Because he is a... This oh, last a, part is spoken, yeah, and there B, was a car crash. Yeah, and there I was a car that. crash. But he wasn't. Well, whatever. Listen. First of all, I want to say, Rachel, thank you for giving me the permission to laugh as much as I like. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, well, that's why I made you. That's why I made you that um, that wood wall hanging <laughs> for the house. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Live. Laugh. Love. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, and then yeah. <laughs> the first two have limits, but that's that one in the middle. You can do as much as I yeah. want. That's right. Um, well, yeah, maybe it may said, well, last thing I remember, Doc, I started to swerve. So this is the second time swerving. Um, mm-hmm. This does not reflect well on the Stingray. I'm going to say that because this car is fishtailing over the place. I started to swerve, and then I saw the Jag slide into the curve. Mm. I know I'll never forget that horrible sight. I guess I found out for myself that everyone was right. You won't come back from Dead Man's Curve. That's right. But Everybody's that part when it, when they the chorus comes in and says won't come back from Dead Man's Curve, like that's intense. There's mm-hmm. it, yeah, it goes from that soft spoken word section to just like this intense, almost kind of like told you so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Greek chorus, almost kind of feel to it. We couldn't stress enough how much we told you not to go to Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> Don't blame it on us. We tried our hardest. Right. Um, the, the, I, so I think that he didn't win. <laughs> Not that that's the important part of this song. Well, but I think that Dean, I think Dean started to swerve. He stopped. The Jag kept going. And right. that's why he saw the Jag go. Um, which is a bummer. Cause he also lost. Yeah. Dean. He's had a terrible night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He watched that Jag plummet off and also he lost a race. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's what he's really upset. Didn't about. Dan also point out that right. he missed Johnny Carson that night? Yeah, yeah. And he missed Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which at this time would have been that new show, The Tonight Show with Johnny, Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's right. That's right. And more, was, more a Steve Allen fan myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Tiny Tim was on that night, so he's really broken <laughs> yeah. up about it. You know what's but, actually kind of funny about that? And mm-hmm. by funny, I mean not really funny. Okay, um, great. This is in LA. Uh, at the time, The Tonight Show was in New York. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's in New York now, but... So- Right, right, right. It wasn't, you know, but for Carson a long time. Carson to L.A. for a long time. Yeah. Um, but when it started in 1962, it was... So I guess he York. is like, well, it's tape delayed. It's not as exciting. 
Um, so I have basically zero sympathy for Dean. Uh, he's like, I never, I'll never forget that horrible sight. Yeah. You really shouldn't. This is all your fault. Wait, he suggested it. He, he suggested, suggested it. it. Yeah. This is, you should live with that, Dean. I'm right. sorry, but this is on you. A, you were the one who said, let's go to Dead Man's Curve. That that gentleman in the Jag just mm. wanted to drive to Schwab's yeah. and get an, <laughs> get an ice cream, uh, you know, ice cream float. But you decided to go to Dead Man's Curve and you wouldn't listen to the voices in your head or the people on the side of the road saying, right. won't come back from Dead Man's Curve. Yeah. And yeah, you maybe- went with it. Maybe he didn't, maybe he wasn't challenging him to a drag race. Maybe he was challenging him to like race you to the ice cream shop. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, look, again. Right. And he takes off in his car. He's like, I meant to foot race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, again, because he was like, he was like, let's do a drag race, which again, dangerous. But maybe he's like, let's go like three blocks, right? Right. Not go to Dead Man's Curve. You're the one who suggested that, Dean. Yes. Dead Man's Curve. And again, he could be like, hey, let's let's try out our cars. Let's see which one's faster. Like, yeah, let's go to the old uh, minefield. Let's do that. Right. Why don't we try that? It's like, whoa, 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 Dean, chill out. Where where's this coming from, man? You know who I you know who I feel the worst for is mm-hmm. Jan. Yeah. Because Jan, from now on, everybody's gonna be like that dead man's curve. And Jan's gonna be like, that wasn't me. That right. was Dean. We yeah, yeah. everybody thinks it's me and Dean. Yeah. I have my own life too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also feel feel bad for, for Jan because he was standing at uh at Schwab's and just watched him his, his ride go <laughs> flying by. past. He's like, "Hey, hey, I uh, forget it." They're going to. <laughs> I don't have now. a stingray or an sitting, XKE. Yeah, Lana Turner's sitting at the corner at Schwab <laughs> at the counter at Schwab's, just being like, "Can you believe how fast they're going this time of night?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And the guy and behind it, the counter is just like, "Lana, you got to get out of here. We got to yeah, close Lana, up. You've been <laughs> sitting I mean, my there God. drinking ice cream sodas just, all day." And she's like, "I will be discovered at this counter." Just one more day. Sure, ice cream you soda. will. Lana, just one more day. Sure, you will. Um, <laughs> so now there's one last weird thing about this song. Does anyone want to take a guess what I'm thinking about? Um, cars. So this is a teen tragedy song. Right? Right. Except. Yes. <gasps> yep, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Well, neither our narrator or someone our narrator is close to dies. It is that's right. a random stranger that he has no connection to. Which that's is, right. Oh, that's interesting. I forgot. I mean, I forgot. I've heard the song before, obviously, but I never paid super close attention to the lyrics. So when, when, we were, when Michael said we were going to do the song, I listened to it. And when I got to the end, I was just like, oh, wait, he didn't die? I thought for sure the end was going right. to be him flying off the curve and dying, but it's the other guy who dies, and he's just he's traumatized by it, obviously. But yeah, yeah, that is that is a weird ending that he survives, and like it isn't like his friend or his girlfriend or someone died, which is how these stories almost yeah. always go. Uh, so just unusual. In fact, I'm going to say this. I mean, I think it definitely goes in this category, but it's almost not really a teen tragedy song. Because as upset as he is, he doesn't personally know the person who died. I mean, that's true. So it doesn't seem so much as a tragedy as like, you know. A psychological. Yeah, yeah. Like psychological (laughs) torment. As a comedy? Is it? (laughs) No, no. But I'm saying though. (laughs) It's a comedy. For him personally, you know, he doesn't, again, he doesn't know the guy. So That's what the doctor's telling him. He's like, you'll get over it. You didn't know the guy. You're not dead. Your girlfriend's not dead. Who do you think you are? Teen Angel? Get out of here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know who's to blame? The mayor. I'll tell you that. That's right. Um, That's right. So, all right. Uh, Anything else on Dead Man's Curve? 
it's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we, we say this now. I listened to, two, there's two versions of it. Mm-hmm. And in one yes. of them, there's a, in, in the, uh, I guess the first one, uh, it, there's at the very end, after the doc, after he says, I found out myself that everyone was right, there's a little voice that goes, yep. <laughs> and i i listened to it so many times but there's a tiny little voice that goes yep that everyone was right they recorded it twice within like six months or something so yeah so it's just like slightly different orchestrations and and background singers but there is a (laughs) very literal member of the uh, greek chorus yep who's just like yeah yeah, no, yep. that's uh, that's what we were talking about. Yep. All right, let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe! So obviously we've had a lot of uh, various people die in various cars uh, oh, yeah. over the life of the show. Uh, we've had, uh, I see here, Last Kiss and Teen Angel. Um, mm-hmm. Both uh, died in cars. So I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, this is, off the, this is off the dome here, off the top of my head. But are we mm-hmm. thinking some kind of like gremlin or a demon is responsible mm. for all of these? Some sort of like it's it's like in Christine, where like the mm-hmm. car is doing it. Mm-hmm. Could it be the oh, car? Oh, we think it's all the same car, or they're all like it's it's the demon of the car. The car goes from uh, you know yeah, the yeah, demon yeah, goes yeah, from yeah. car to car to car. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the original version of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes. it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. I think that's great. I love that. But really, in general, I'm so glad, and people still race, Mm. but I'm so glad it's not like a thing or a trope now, because it was terrible. Well, It It was was terrible. And I'll tell you what, I I mean, I watched Rebel Without a Cause for the first time last year. I feel like we've we've spoken about this before, Mm. but they were the same thing. They were stealing cars left and right. Somebody plummets off and it's terrible. And just stop it is what I'm saying. Teen Angel, yeah. Last Kiss, everybody, stop. Rebel Without a Cause, they did it. Paul Abdul's Rush Rush video, they did it. It's... Yeah, well, that was based on that was based on Rebel Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. Michael, I just blew Michael's mind. Mm. So that means we can put Dead Man's Curve in onto our map of this story song universe because yeah. I think you can put it. There's the. So, but does it go in between, like the cheating part of town and the other <laughs> side? Like, where do you place geolo- geographically? Where do you place Dead Man's Curve? I well, I think yeah, I think it's... everything's on the cheating side of town. No, well, <laughs> right. I think I think I think Dead Man's Curve is the start of like the bad neighborhoods. Got so it. So you have yeah. to go through Dead Man's Curve to get to both the cheating side of town and the shanty town. Right? That yes. Was yeah. Town. Yes. And I mean, it's possible that Patches was swimming in the river and then suddenly a Jag XKE slammed into her. <laughs> oh, no. I would like to think that um, no. Patches would be the Natalie Wood in this situation. Uh, Where she, how, oh, she's. What? She, Patches she, is taking her, her, neck, her neckerchief off. Yeah. And she's, starting the race. Like from Rebel Without oh, a Cause. Oh, oh, oh. I thought yeah. you meant that she drowned. <laughs> I was like, oh my I God. Know, damn. I didn't know what you were but talking about. Patches Michael, drowns, that, and so did Natalie Wood. That's Don't right. act that's, like that's I'm that's the crazy on you. one here. That's uh, on you. That is 100% Michael. not on me. <laughs> no, because you brought up. <laughs> okay. I did not realize that. I've never. Have I seen? I guess I. 
I think I have seen. All right. Have you seen the Rush Rush video? She'd be Paula Abdul in this version. <laughs> okay. There that's we fine. go. That's better. That's fine. <laughs> uh, not on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I also think, um, how sad would it be if the guy in the Jaguar was the guy, not the narrator, but the guy who won the race and tell Laura I yeah. love her? Mm-hmm. Like he had just won the race. And right. he's like, yeah, well, that was sad, but I won. And then he sees this guy's like, hey, I just won a race. You want to do another one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Yeah. That would be good and ironic. <laughs> yep. Or. And, and then he would the, never uh, have gotten to tell. He would never have gotten to tell Laura that he said, tell Laura, I love her. Well, that guy right? died. The guy who said, tell Laura, I love her died. Yeah. So, but you're saying that the guy who won the race, not tell Laura, I love her guy, but the person he's telling it to then dies on his way home. He doesn't tell the guy who won the race. The guy who won the race is at the finish line. Oh, that's a good point. I think, I feel like, what was it? Tommy. I feel like he, I don't think he got much past the starting point (laughs) of that race. Got it. Got it. Oh, um, the other thing is the narrator could be the guy who was the driver in either or both Last Kiss and Teen Angel. Yeah, I mean, because he got away fine. Yeah, from both of those songs. Right. Well, we. I mean, in. not fine. There was a tragedy, but he wasn't harmed. Maybe he does. Maybe it is the car. He and he just keeps on going. I gotta get rid of this car. <laughs> I think but it's the it's car, a, or but it's, my mill's running fine. Yeah, or again, I, I'm saying some kind of spirit, or even like a gremlin, because we're on what six car deaths at this point. I mean, it's a lot. Um, yeah, because we got, because we even have some, because we got um, tell her I love her, mm-hmm. uh, last kiss, teen mm-hmm. angel, yep. leader of the pack, mm-hmm. and leader of the pack was a motorcycle. Right, that's still a, that's still an automobile. I think that okay, okay. vehicular that, that counts for the demon. Um, he'll 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 take that offering, and uh, we even have um, uh, uh, Copperhead Road. Right? Doesn't someone die in a car crash in that one? Uh, you could smell the gas. Yeah, I mean it kind of. Ex- yeah, I mean it's more of an explosion than a car crash, but yeah, yeah. again, on account was, of the moonshine. Wasn't that because the yeah the the car was loaded up with moonshine? I, yeah, but I I think the demon still gets that soul. If it involves a car, <laughs> I think he's claiming it. He's fine. Oh, do you think the demon is the devil from The Devil Went Down to Georgia? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <gasps> yeah, yeah. This this, de- he this was demon. Like, yeah. I was this say, demon calls dibs a lot. Well, he was like, "Look, violins are not working for me. I gotta I gotta move on to something else." <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I hear these new things called cars are coming. I'm gonna try to jump yeah. on that. Jump on that shotgun. Am I right? Yeah, shotgun. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I'll um, take this soul, you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do you think the uh, the narrator could have been uh, Joey from Run, Joey, Run, like on his way to uh, to Julie's house? Uh, and he decides to just drag just race drag somebody? Race? Well, he got distracted. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, there was that line in Run, Joey, Run where he's like, I got to Julie's house seven hours late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, in the beginning, she says, Joe, don't come over. And right. he's like, all right, I'm just going to go for a drive. Well, then, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Eh, maybe I should check in on Julie. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Nothing bad could come of that. Um, Actually, he after after the drag race, he says, and he's talking to the doc. He's like, "I was supposed to do what something." Was I doing? <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. I'm gonna go find Julie. 
Yeah. I'm sure this won't end tragically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm al- I'll also say just... And she was trying to call him on his cell phone, but he didn't have one because nobody did. Right. <laughs> um, just because... Uh, just looking at the list here. Just because, once again, because we always go back to our old standbys. Uh, want to try to bring in a one we don't use very often. I'm going to say this is what happened to the couple in the way. They fell off of Dead Man's Cove. Oh, That's why they never... Yes. Where were they going without they, ever knowing the way? way. Oh. Yeah. Where they were going was Dead Man's Curve, and they fell off. Which is weird, because died. the mayor has so many signs. <laughs> they should know the way. Yeah, they just weren't checking. Yeah. What um, if, what if mm-hmm. as they were racing... Because uh, we've established in the beginning of the song, their windows are rolled down manually. Okay. Um, what if as they're racing... The the narrator turns to the other driver and he's like, uh, "Hey, this is this is just like Rebel Without a Cause." And the other guy, just as he's about to go off Dead Man's Curve, says, "What about breakfast at Tiffany's?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not gonna do better than that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call <laughs> it I'm gonna call it there. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hi, this is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary. What does that mean? It means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. Everything has a backstory, and from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did this story come to be? Michael... Yes. Tell us the story behind the story. Okay. So 
Dead Man's Curve was written by Jan Barry, Roger Christian, Artie Kornfeld, um, who is a musician, a producer, a music executive, and he's also probably best known as the father of Woodstock. Okay. Why is that? Because he's put... He the put music the... festival, not the bird. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Never mind. I don't care then. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought he, I thought he was a very a giant, tall A giant yellow, yellow bird. bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that Big Bird is the father of Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, but why is that? He's the he he put the bands together, or he was, I think, like the promoter and like one of the people behind. Oh, okay, it. got it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, and there was one other writer on this song, um, who you might have heard of. His name is Brian Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he had a little indie band called the Beach Boys. <laughs> Now, this is why you can't tell Jan and Dean songs from Beach Boys songs. Well, then. yeah. Right? I, I was going to say two things. First of all, what were the other three writers doing? Because of what I know of <laughs> Brian Wilson, I don't think he needs three other guys uh, to help him write a song. Uh, that's A. Uh, B, this feels a lot like, I think there was something in like, maybe like the late 90s and early 2000s. When like mm-hmm. there was a computer company that was going out of business, stick with me here. There was a computer company that was going out of business, and Microsoft was afraid that like they would they would uh, they th- they would be hit with like antitrust laws because it, there were, they didn't have any more competition. So Microsoft uh-huh. like gave that company money just to keep them going, like basically oh. like, prop them up. That's what it feels like is happening here, where Brian Wilson's like, right. well, they can't be only just the Beach Boys, like because then we'll get hit with an antitrust lawsuit by the government because you can't have... <laughs> Because we'd be the only That's band in that surf music. we'd be the only band in that genre. So right. he's like propping up Jan and Dean. He's like writing their songs. <laughs> uh, this, but this, I do. I was not aware that Brian Wilson. I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk about. It. I don't know if he wrote other songs or was involved in other songs with Jan and Dean. But this very much. Uh, makes me feel good about the fact that I could never tell the difference between Beach Boy and Jan and Dean songs because apparently <laughs> there was almost no difference. They were written by right. the same guy. So anyway, uh, yeah. So the and point is, is Dean I feel doing? better. Yeah, where's where's Dean what's in all Dean? this? He's just driving around in his car. He's he's too busy drag racing yeah, to get in the studio no... and write a song with four other people. He had no say <laughs> in it. So this was one of Jan and Dean's biggest hits. They were known as pioneers of the California surf sound of the early 60s, um, a sound that's most associated with... Oh, boy, who? who, The Beach Boys? (laughs) (laughs) The Ruddles. No. um, Yes, the the Mountain Men. (laughs) But the Beach Boys were not just their contemporaries. They were friends. They were collaborators. Um, Mm -hmm. They worked together a lot. Surf buddies, I'm assuming. Uh, no, no, none of them knew how to surf. None of the Beach Boys knew how to Amazing. surf. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. No, Unbelievable. No, no. Well, true. I don't know. Is that true? Brian Wilson certainly know. did not. Brian Wilson was terrified of the ocean. Uh, and no. he definitely did not know how to surf. There's at least one Beach Boy that knows how to surf. I'm I'm confident in that. All right. I feel like it would be like, that's like Illuminati stuff if none of them know how to surf. <laughs> I don't think they did, though. I really don't Deep think state. they did. <laughs> A little about Jan and Dean. William Jan Berry was born on April 3rd, 1940. Dean Ormsby Torrance was born on March 10th, 1941. Um, Jan and Dean met at University High School in Los Angeles, where they were both on the football team. 
Dean graduated 1958. Jan graduated 1959. By the way, only one per- only one Beach Boy could surf. Thank you. Apparently, which one was it? Was it Mike? What's his face? No, not Mike Love. Uh, oh. Apparently, Dennis Smith. Dennis Wilson. Dennis clearly knew how to surf. Knew how to if surf. you were, I I could pick him out and say that that Beach Boy knows how to but surf. But neither Brian nor Carl Wilson nor Mike Love knew how to surf. So. Okay, thank you. Jan and Dean met at University High School in Los Angeles, where they were both on the football team. Um, Dean graduated in 1958, and Jan graduated in 1959. Um, so everyone who was ever famous um, <laughs> went to University High School. Um, Nancy Sinatra went there. She graduated in 1958. Annette Funicello graduated in 1960. So they were there at the same time. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, Danny Elfman, James Brolin, Carla Bonoff, Lorna Luft, Roddy McDowell, Randy Newman, Marilyn Monroe, Ryan O'Neill, Herb Ritz, Frank Sinatra Jr., Elizabeth Taylor, Tone Loke, and Judy Garland are all alumni. And all in the same grade. Yep. <laughs> same They're, graduating year. Yeah, it was a crazy graduation. <laughs> yep. People don't know this. Tone Loke and Judy Garland dated briefly. That's right. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. It's a little known fact. She was known she was known to do the wild. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bit part in a star is born. It was great. So other alumni of the school included Kathy Koner, mm-hmm. who graduated in nineteen fifty eight. She was the mm-hmm. inspiration for the book, film, and movie Gidget. Mm-hmm. And Sandra D also graduated in nineteen fifty eight. She starred in the film version of Gidget. So the California surf thing is apparently very real. Yes. And from and basically from that high school. I mean, holy moly. That's crazy. Yeah, so they had they had a pedigree in surf music. And their entire like I mean, between Annette Funicello being in sixty and Nancy Sinatra and then Gidget's galore, there (laughs) there's like I mean, they they set that group set that tone. For that entire little, uh, that entire little subset. Uh, yeah. Well, and all the surf movies that Elizabeth Taylor made. Sure. Yes, of course. Pretty sure Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is about surfing. It is. Yeah. 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 Virginia Woolf is a, is a particularly bad wave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a comment, if I may. Sure. Sure. Gidget's based on a real person? Wait. Yes. <laughs> what, what is that? I, now look, 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 I don't know a lot about Gidget, so I'm going to throw that out there. But I was under the impression Gidget was like a perky girl who hung out at the beach. Uh, why is that based on an actual person? Like, what is the <laughs> what is the story there that they had to base it on the life rights of some other person? Did she, like, hang out at the beach and surf and, and then also cured polio? Like, what's her life story? <laughs> no, I think it was just, like, school's a drag. Let's go surfing, and that's it. But, but that could be anyone. Why do they have a particular girl? I don't understand. I, don't, I, I believe Gidget, not Gidget, the real Gidget, Kathy. Uh, right, right, um, okay. Coner. Was Coner's her nickname father Gidget? father wrote the book. Oh. oh. Okay, got it. All right, okay. That was adapted into a movie starring Sandra D, which was adapted into a television series starring Sally Field. Right. Yes, American Sweetheart. Sally Field. Mm. But in, in the TV version, um, Gidget becomes a nun and she learns how to <laughs> that's fly. Not, that's not true. That's right. That's, that's right. No. You're, you're yep. mixing up two different things. And then Michael. she has a son who yes. goes off and his no. life is like a box of chocolates because you never yes. know what you're going to get. No. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. You're, you're very wrong. About and then Gidget wins no. two Oscars. 
No. Right. No, sorry. And That's right. uh, you know, drives around Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <man>. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so the California surf thing, it, it was a, a real thing. You know, they would just you know go and surf those crazy waves, Gnarly waves. man. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Sixty slang, um, <laughs> or sixty surf slang. Anyway. So, as I said, Jan and Dean met uh, while they were on the football team. Um, During football practice, (laughs) several, this sounds like a musical, but it's not. It's real life. Uh, (laughs) Several of the team members would harmonize in the locker room. Sure. So, they were um, probably among the most feared football teams. (laughs) Yes. uh, (laughs) They were were the Jets and the Sharks of football teams. Several of these students formed a doo-wop group called the Barons to enter a talent contest at their school, practicing and recording in Jan's garage. So after the contest, several of the Barons left the group, and one of the Barons, uh, Arnie Ginsberg, wrote a song called Jenny Lee about a uh, local burlesque performer that he had seen. Oh, man. They were going to record that as a demo, but before they could record it, Dean left the group, or he left for the army. Um... So they recorded it after Dean left, and it was credited to Jan and Arnie. Terrible name for a group. Looks <laughs> <laughs> great on an album cover, though. Right. Jan took the tape recording that they made in his garage to a recording studio to have it transferred to a record. And as they were working on it, this is where he began learning about production. Um, a producer heard the song, like just somebody else in a, a different office or a different studio uh, overheard the song and offered to produce the song and add instrumentation he did and the song was a hit oh so jen and arnie had a few other hits um and they were together for a while but arnie eventually grew tired of the music business and left the group right at about the same time that dean returned from the army perfect and jen and dean began working together wow the first single they had as Jan and Dean was Baby Talk, which went to number 10 in 1959. And they were introduced to the Beach Boys around that time, which led to the two groups writing, performing, and recording together pretty frequently. Aw, what a laid-back <laughs> California vibe. <laughs> Everybody working together. Yeah. <laughs> so between 1963 and 1966, they had 10 top 30 hits. Wow. Their biggest hits were Surf City, Drag City, Dead Man's Curve, Honolulu Lulu and the little old lady from Pasadena. So also at this time they were filming TV pilots and movies and they had plans to do a comedy variety show. I mean everybody um, did. E- well yeah. Uh it was I've seen some clips from some of these things. It's, they're a little awkward but they're like goofy <laughs> <laughs> goofy 60 surf fun, you know, mm-hmm. kind yep. of stuff. Um but yeah, it, it. everybody had a variety show. So at the peak of their fame, and, so they were a big deal. They were doing like movies and TV in addition to music. Um, at the peak of their fame and success on April 12th, 1966, Jan was involved in a near fatal car accident when he crashed his Corvette into a parked truck at the intersection of Sunset Boulevard and Whittier Drive oh, in Beverly Hills. This is what I'm saying unbelievable and what's crazy is the accident occurred a few miles away from the dead man's curve in the song jeez louise 
I mean, I would. I mean, that—that's uh, 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 why Jan wasn't in that car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he knew. No. He had premonitions. <laughs> well, I mean, that they're you know that this song is they're driving around in fast, expensive cars. They're they're yeah. this is what their life is. Uh, hey, the other thing too, I was gonna say before is uh, we we're talking about how drag racing used to be more popular. It's just uh, ironic that drag racing was more popular back when cars were less safe. When cars right. Right. when it's cars true. were at their da- most dangerous, they were like, let's right. drive them as fast as possible in the most yeah. dangerous ways we can. After the accident, Jam was in a coma for over a month, and uh, the accident had left him with injuries that would affect him for the rest of his life. Mm. During Jan's recovery, though, Dean recorded a concept album for called Save for a Rainy Day. It was not a hit at the time, but... Rolling Stone has since said that it is, quote, now recognized as an L.A. acid pop classic. All right. I really want to listen to that. That sounds I know. awesome. Now, what's interesting is, Dan, before you were talking about, like, mm-hmm. how they probably had, like, you know, fancy cars because they were huge rock stars. Now, obviously, Jen did have a Corvette because that was the car that was in the accident. But what's interesting is they weren't full-time musicians. While they were working as musicians, they were both college students. Uh, Jan was pre-med and Dean was a designer. And after Jen's accident, Dean formed Kitty Hawk Graphics, which specialized in designing album covers. That's crazy. Mm. Well, yeah. um, imagine you have these. Imagine you have these these hits, and then you're just like, also on the side, I'm going to be a designer. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the lesson here is stay in school, kids. Yep, um, that's right. So, album artwork by Dean Torrance uh, includes. Um, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's Uncle Charlie and His Dog Teddy from 1970. It was a 1971 Grammy nominee. Steve Martin's Let's Get Small in 1977. Mm-hmm. And Linda Ronstadt's uh, album called Linda Ronstadt in 1972. He won the Best Album Cover Grammy Award in 1971 for the self-titled album by the band Pollution. Wow. Oh, sure. That great band Pollution. Everyone remembers that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone remembers Grammy Pollution. Winning- Grammy winning uh, album cover from a band that I don't think exists anymore. Well, also, I mean, everyone can tell you who won the Grammy for best album cover That's design. Right. That's a very everybody knows that a well known category that everyone definitely knows exists. Uh, and who I mean, won I it. get from you guys laughing that. They don't, but that's the stuff I kind of nerd out over. Of course you know. <laughs> oh, I'm just Michael. saying. Look, I, I mean, I'm joking, but I was not aware that there was a Grammy for for album <laughs> covers, so good for him. Michael, Michael, we've had conversations about album covers where you've said, and you know who designed this album cover? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is, no, nobody no, knows except literally you, no Michael. Knows. So there was a 1974 Rolling Stone article um, by Paul Morantz called The Road Back from Dead Man's Curve. It led to uh, renewed interest in Jan and Dean, and a few years later, in 1978, there was a TV movie called Dead Man's Curve. Mm-hmm. And that also increased their popularity. And again, this was in the 70s. There was that renewed interest in 50s sure. and 60s right. pop culture uh, and music. Um, so after the success of the TV movie, uh, Jan and Dean began touring again. 
with the Beach Boys. Ah. I, I mean, who else were they going to tour with? Let, let's yeah, right? be honest. Come on. <laughs> but what's and funny everybody, is we... And everybody was like, Jan and Dean, why are you singing Beach right. Boys songs? And they said, we're not. This is no, this was sound us. very much This alike. was us, guys. Come on, guys. Let's go surfing. None of us know how to. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. You're the know. only one, Dennis. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sad Dennis with his <laughs> surfboard. Come on, Thelmago Surfing. Uh, actually, I'm going to go back to my hotel room and design an award-winning album cover. If that's okay with you. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's go win Grammys for non-musical things. <laughs> they shouted as they ran out the door. I'll grab my colored pencils. Dead Man's Curve was covered by Blink-182 on the soundtrack to the 1999 CBS TV movie Shake, Rattle, and Roll, An American Love Story. I didn't like um, any part of that sentence you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Don't like it. Nope. <laughs> full, full stop. Rejecting everything you just said. Uh, it was also covered uh, by The Carpenters on their 1973 album called Now and Then mm-hmm. as part of the Yesterday Once More medley. Uh, which was the entire second side of the record. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, if you think that uh, it was Karen Carpenter singing that version, it wasn't. No, no, it was Richard Carpenter. It um, was Richard Carpenter. I, I just, I just wanted to say, I listened to the Carpenters version, and Richard Carpenter, he's he's lovely. But when you see Dead Man's Curve is being covered by the Carpenters, I can't tell you how excited I was to hear Karen Carpenter sing about her Stingray, and yeah. then she didn't. <laughs> and I was well, she sings in the very chorus. Upset. She's, yeah, it's she not the same. The, well, no, it's but not the same. But the Carpenter's harmonies you know are very it. cool on that chorus. I know. I'm not saying they're not. What I'm saying is, I was excited to see hear Karen Carpenter drag race <laughs> a jag off of a cliff, <laughs> and it didn't happen. It was Richard. I'm sorry. It's okay. Move on. But her Johnny Angel and End of the World are great. Yeah. Um, so Dead Man's Curve was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2008. Um, well, I mean, Grammy... after that pollution album win, how could they say no? <laughs> right? <laughs> I will say this. It is actually a pretty cool album cover. But it is, again... is the one with the, with the chicken with the gas mask yes. on? Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm looking at. Okay. That's yeah, pretty cool. See, you know the album cover, you just don't know the band. <laughs> well, I mean, I looked it up. <laughs> I didn't, just now, I didn't know it. Anyway, go on. Anyway, um, so Dead Man's Curve was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2008. Um, and according to the Grammy Hall of Fame, it was established by the Recording Academy's National Trustees in 1973 to honor recordings of lasting, qualitative, or historical significance that are at least 25 years old. So the song is a big deal. And nice. so while, while Jan and Dean don't have the same legacy necessarily as the Beach Boys, they're still respected for their contribution to surf music and for their music production. Jan unfortunately passed away on March 26, 2004, just before his 63rd birthday. Dean spoke to Rolling Stone at the time, and when they asked him how Jan should be remembered, he said, Get out a copy of Drag City. You hear the humor, people laughing, and you get the hits. You can tell these two guys are having one hell of a time making records that made them chuckle under no pressure as friends. You know, in some ways, I think they had a, probably the best setup because they were not, they had other things going on besides music. Right. right? Yeah. They, were, they didn't quite feel, so, like, basically the whole music career was like, oh, this is gravy. 
Yeah. Uh, I could I could be back making you know gram uh, uh, designing albums. So it's just kind of you know they were. I mean, just Jan like, was going to medical school. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, Jan was going to yeah. medical school for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were fine. They had well, what's had interesting a, good heads is, on their shoulders. Yeah, and they they had this horrible tragedy in the the height of their fame. Mm-hmm. And that could have been the end of their musical career. And there was a renewed interest and they went out and they toured again. And, you know, they they were still a big deal. Yeah. And they, they brought That's back great. their music career. It was, it's pretty great. Cool. Awesome. Uh, all right. Um, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. We might seem too cool and aloof, but we love to connect on social media. Follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, on Instagram at story song podcast, and on our Facebook page. It's your ticket to the in crowd, daddy-o. All right, guys, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What uh, lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Rachel, let's start with you. Yep. What lesson did you learn from Dead Man's Curve? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I learned that if you get a stingray or a brand new, shiny new uh, Jag XKE, mm-hmm. splurge for like the sports package so you can get automatic windows and yeah. maybe an automatic. <laughs> sure. Like, you want like satellite radio windows, in that thing. Satellite radio. I don't care. Listen, I don't care that it's 63 and some of these things don't <laughs> exist yet. Make it happen. <laughs> don't tell me you're rolling down your window Listen. in a shiny new Jag. Listen, I mean, Mr. Uh, Stingray Salesman, I don't want to hear <laughs> That's right. that the features I'm asking for will not be invented for decades. I right. am Jan Berry. Get me my power windows and my That's satellite right. radio now that and my moonroof and my now 50 that... CD changer. First That's... go go to Japan, invent CDs, and then come on I'm back. back here. And you put it in this stingray. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my first car was an Audi that had a manual moonroof. <laughs> what do you a manual, wait, a manual. Oh, you just pulled it open. No, 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 no. It had my a crank. Friend. It had a crank to it. Oh my! Michael God. No, remembers it. It was. I'm sorry. Also, by the time I had that car, when you put the air conditioning on, leaves would fly out the vents. So <laughs> it wasn't a great. So you had a crank car. moonroof. I'm sorry. Did moonroof. you live next door to Betty Rubble? What That's is right. happening? I was just going to say yeah. you also had to power it with your feet. <laughs> That's right. Well, the, <laughs> the crank was just a little a little bird that I would crank its feet and it would go, it's a living. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Classic. Um, all right, well, I'll go next. I'll just say what I learned from this song is that if someone suggests doing something dangerous, you immediately have to throw it back in their face with something 10 times more dangerous. So right. if, for instance, someone's like, hey, you know what we might be a fun thing? Why don't we go skydiving? You go, yeah, let's do it blindfolded with dynamite strapped to our chest. And then right. now they can't get out of it. Now they're, now they're stuck because now they're going like big wimps. Yeah, if if they don't do it, so you gotta, you gotta right. who's going to write a song about game? driving three blocks to the next light? You right. know, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So yep. yeah, yeah. So anytime anyone suggests anything even remotely dangerous, make it ten times more dangerous for them. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. like, let's go kayaking on like right. on the rapids, and you say, no, no, no. 
let's go kayaking, but the kayak is made out of snakes. Right. And the rapids are set on fire. <laughs> I don't even know how that would work. I don't let's even know how that would work. Let's go kayaking. Okay, but in a yeah. volcano. Yeah. Yes. And our yeah. paddle is a wasp nest. Yeah. So... <laughs> So there. All yeah. right, I guess I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll mean, meet you. All right, this will be a good song. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of started this whole thing because I kind of feel like I got to see it through now. Jeez. How, however, this lands, I guess it's my fault. I don't know how this got so crazy so fast, but uh, number Michael. one on the chart this week: volcano kayak. <laughs> it's a long distance dedication to <laughs> everyone who died in that volcano <laughs> kayak accident. Michael, what'd you learn? Yes. I learned um, if you if you happen to get into a drag race, mm-hmm. which apparently people do, no. um, and you find yourself speeding towards Dead Man's Curve, yeah, what you're going to want to do is hit triangle left, right, right, mm-hmm. square, R two, R one. That will mm-hmm. slow you down. No. Yep. That's a slow motion cheat code. You're going to want to just sort of like ease into the curve, and then you can go regular speed. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You'll only have a certain amount of time to do it. Yeah. 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 So you got to you got to know and yeah. enter that cheat code. That's right. That's right. I cannot believe that we recorded an episode on Dead Man's Curve, and this is our first Mario Kart reference. I am, <laughs> I am <laughs> that, disappointed in myself. That sir was a Grand Theft Auto reference. You're right. I'm, but still though, still I cannot believe. All right. So we didn't make any. I cannot believe any <laughs> Mario, Mario Kart, Kart references. Again, disappointed in myself, and frankly yeah. disappointed in you guys. Uh, I think we've <laughs> all failed here today. The fact that not one turtle shell yeah. was mentioned is saying. a fault of all of ours. That could have been a hilarious seven-minute rift. And Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. We blew right past it like they blew past the La Brea Tar Pits. So I, I blame that, the three of us. Yep. I blame Yoshi. <laughs> We blew past it like we would blow past if we had a star. Yep. I nice. blame well both done. the countries of Japan and Italy um, yep. for That's letting right. us down. So. And any plumbers <laughs> and, let's say, mechanics that we might know. Sure. And you know what? And Lana princesses. Turner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lana Turner. Uh, uh, sewer pipes uh, and mushrooms. You're all on notice. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, This has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials like Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, and Twitter. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We'd certainly appreciate it. And if you could tell a friend, uh, that'd be great too. Um, Thank you guys for listening again. This has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInery. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back at you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening.
I just I just love Michael Moore. <laughs> that was your best Charles Nelson, right? <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nelson Riley off. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.